0: Hey guys, my name's Kyla, and I'm your host of That Christian Girl podcast, a podcast that's devoted to helping Christians of all walks of life be inspired and encouraged to reach their full godly potential. Thank you so much for listening today, and I hope you enjoy. Hey guys, what's up? It's Kyla with That Christian Girl, and I am so excited for today's episode. Today's episode is going to be all about strength training. And then you're probably thinking, Kyla, this is a podcast about growing our faith. Why are you talking about going to the gym and growing strength in our muscles? But little did you know that I am talking about spiritual... To strength training and this idea really just struck me um, yesterday because yesterday for me was Sunday and I was at church and we did this whole message on Colossians 1: 9 through 14 and the guest speaker he talked through some seven aspects for understanding God's will for the sake of proper pursuits and how we're supposed to be pursuing God. And there was one topic that he brought up that I really wanted to hone in on for this podcast episode because, I don't know, it just really hit me yesterday and I thought, why don't I make a podcast episode about that? So here we are, talking about some ways that we can grow our strength, we can do some strength training on our godly muscles. So I have five different I don't know, what's the word I'm trying to find, five different disciplines, which are also like five different, I guess, gym kind of ideas, and I'm connecting them to our spiritual strength training, just using a real world example. So, I wanted to just start out with the verse that he had talked about, um, which is 1st not first Colossians, Colossians 1, 11a, which is being, which says being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might. Um, so yeah, I just really wanted to hone down on that little piece of the verse. Um, cause what I, I even have the notes in front of me, what I wrote down was strength. It says strength verse 11a, spiritual strength, Think about strength training, work on your spirit um, to build your strength, your spiritual strength. So, without further, oh, actually, not without further ado, I have one more little tiny thing to say um, to start off this episode. So, I just wanted to say, much like how we go to the gym to get strong, we need to strengthen our spirit and our relationship with God. But how do we grow our quote-unquote godly muscles? So now I'm going to go through five little attributes and ways that we can grow our godly muscles, etc. Okay, so the number one thing and like the number one thing you can do to strengthen your godly muscles is to read the Bible. You guys, we're not going to know how to strengthen our godly muscles and we aren't going to have That foundation if we don't have our godly muscles. So I wanted to go back just two verses to Colossians 1 9 and it says and so from the day we heard we have not ceased to pray for you asking that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will and all spiritual wisdom and understanding. So that verse just talks about how my goodness you guys it's Monday brain today but how Paul is just praying that they that the Colossians may be filled with knowledge of God's will and, and all spiritual wisdom and understanding. So we need to really be filled with God's knowledge to be able to train our godly muscles. So I said, strengthen your brain. And you're like, how can you do that? Well, I think most gym rats are probably pretty smart if they actually are really into training, so they know like what muscles to hit on this day, how to feed themselves. Like they know all of these things that go into real strength training. If you're really committed to strength training, it's insane how specified you can get. You guys, I'm just like learning. I don't even know half of it with actual strength training, like actually going to the gym. I struggle. But there's some people who just know exercises to do to hit this muscle and then they know that you should hit this muscle at the same time and it's just insane. And there's like a lot of people that probably don't know how to do this, how to do those things or know exactly what to do. But I was just thinking like the true gym rats who are really just strength training and really, really into it have this knowledge behind it, so then they can maximize their strength training. So that's why we need to read the Bible, because we need to have that knowledge to maximize our spiritual strength training. So um, what you need to do is to build time into your day to spend time with God. So my thing is you can wake up 15 minutes earlier. I know. The morning is a struggle for literally all of us. This morning, I got up and I heard my alarm ring and I was just like, I don't want to get out of bed. And I slept in for another, maybe a little over 25 minutes, but I was just like, okay, Lord, please just help me get out of bed, spend time with you. And then I had a really productive morning. I was so surprised you guys. But it took strength to get out of bed and it took strength to read my Bible. And I ended up reading more than I thought I would. Um, If you are worried about getting up in the morning, something that really helped me this morning was I picked out, well, I didn't pick out my shirt, but I knew that I wanted to wear a black shirt. I just didn't take it out. But I picked out my clothes. So I wore some jeans and a little corduroy sweater jacket thing. I don't know. I thought I look cute today, but it made it so much easier for me to get out of bed this morning and get dressed and get ready because I had the clothes already there and it was just so easy to put them on. So if you are worried about running late, just do a few prep things before bed. Like make sure your Bible is right by your bed. I have like this little stack of books right by my bed, not quite on my bedside table, but right next to it. And my Bible, I even put my prayer journal underneath after I was done. So my Bible was right on top of the stack of everything. So I could just easily grab it. And then I have my pens and my markers right by my bed. So easy and so accessible. So it makes it so much easier for me to just get up and do it. Um, my second thing is if you want to read your Bible in the morning, my number one thing is to do it right away. Um, I have gotten up and made coffee in the morning, and you know, sometimes it's really nice to have that coffee while you're reading your Bible. Like, you really romanticize your Bible reading that way, and you're like, oh, I have the coffee, and I have the Bible, and the vibes are good, and i woken up because I have this warm drink, but sometimes it's hard. Like, today I didn't do that because I did not have enough time To go all the way upstairs, make myself wait for my coffee to be made, and then come back downstairs and try and get into my Bible. And my number one thing is, like, just get up, go to the bathroom, put your contacts in if you do that first thing, if that's part of, like, how you wake up. Splash your face with some water, and then go right back into your room. Oh, put on a cozy sweater. Sweaters help so much. If you are cold, put on a sweater And then just sit down, read your Bible. And definitely you can ask God for strength in that. Because that's what I had to do this morning. I had to be like, Lord, please help me wake up. I am struggling. But I tried and I persevered through it. So, the next thing is to listen to a Bible chapter in the car. If you can't wake up 15 minutes earlier or if you have, like, you have major struggles getting up, which, girl, I get you, and if you're just trying to wake up earlier, you could, you could work on that a little bit more. I feel like you definitely can get to the point where you're reading your Bible first thing in the morning, but if you're really struggling with that, and if you're like me, and you're sleep-deprived, and it's only the third week of school, and you're just, like, zoning out in all your classes because you're so tired, um, I would say listen to a chapter of the Bible in your car, so you can listen to them on the Bible app, which is a great way, but if you don't have the Bible app, there's so many free just podcasts that have just like chapters of the Bible, and I've talked about my Daily Devo or whatever, like Daily Devotional or Morning, I don't know, it's a podcast, um, you can look up Morning Devotionals, um, there's shorter ones, there's longer ones, or... You could look and you could find a podcast. There was, like, this one podcast where it was reading the Bible in one year. So, it was a lot bigger chunks and a lot more. I think it was, like, 30 to 40 minutes an episode, which some people don't have that much time. But maybe as you're getting ready, like, doing your makeup, you could listen to it. Or find one that's just, like, one chapter of the Bible and start your day off with it. Uh, My third thing, um, how you could build time into your day to spend time with God, is to read read your Bible before you go to bed. But I definitely suggest we should start our day in God's Word. But why do we need to start our day in God's Word? Like, what's the point? You may be thinking. Um, I wanted to go into Psalms 1 through 3. And this was just a Bible verse shared... With, like, the whole idea of Bible before phone, which I definitely agree with. Because sometimes, if I go upstairs and I grab my coffee, but then I grab my phone, I'm more likely to check my phone. So I would go through all my messages, open up Instagram, because I have notifications turned off for Instagram. Like, Instagram notifications don't come through. But it I still need to, um, work on... (laughs) putting those, like, not just checking it first thing in the morning, but, you know, sometimes it's beneficial because I'm really trying to check the podcast Instagram DMs because I have, like, requests and I've noticed a few times that people have dm me and I don't get it because it goes into, like, this weird requests thing and then I feel so bad when it's, like, a few days later and I finally reply to them and I'm like, I'm so sorry, I just didn't see your message. But, anyways, um, back to the thing, when I go on my phone first thing or I get sucked into trying to reply to messages because I know if I don't reply to them right when I see them, I will reply in my head but I won't type out the message and it will be hours to days before I get back to you and then I just feel bad because I'm like, I am so sorry I didn't reply to your message, I thought I did but it was just in my head and I didn't actually type it out and send it to you. Or sometimes I'll type it out, but I don't send it. Like, you guys, this is my problem. So then I get up and I look at my phone before I read my Bible and then I get just sucked in to whatever messages I get. Or sometimes I just get sucked into Instagram, checking everybody's stories, making sure there's, making sure there's no posts I need to catch up on all of that stuff. It's, like, such a bad habit to check your phone first thing in the morning. So, that's why I really recommend we should start our day in God's Word and have our Bible before phone so we're not distracted. Because, you guys, I fall into that trap so much where I just doom scroll. Not quite as much in the morning, but, um, yeah. I just doom scroll so much much. And it's so easy for me to get distracted by other things and like plan out my day, check the weather, do a bunch of things that don't matter. And I should be spending time in God's word, not be checking the weather on my phone. So this is the verse that I wanted to, verses actually, because it's multiple. But um Ashley Hevington shares this verse as she talks about Reading your Bible before your phone. And I think these three verses are really cool. And even though it does not explicitly say, read your Bible before your phone, you can get that meaning out of them. So it's Psalms 1, 1 through 3. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. He is like a tree planted by streams of water, that yields its fruit in its season, and its leaf does not wither, and all he does he prospers. So I think really verse 2 really just shows me the importance of like reading your Bible before your phone, which says, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. Like our delight should be reading the Bible And our first delight of the day should be reading our Bible, not going on Instagram and checking Instagram or checking our messages. That shouldn't be the first and foremost delight, first of our life, but then second of our morning. So we really want to prep the day for having like that good godly mindset. And that even goes into my second point, which why we should be reading the Bible or spend time in the Bible or spend time with God first thing in the day, first thing in the morning, um, is because it helps our minds, helps prep our minds for the day, and just gives us a better mindset for the whole day. I have found out that when I read the Bible in the morning, I just, I do feel better. I feel so much better going into the day. But... I wanted to talk about Philippians 4.8. And I actually had to look up this one because I didn't know the Bible, like the actual verse Verse, But I love this verse because I think it really pours into the fact that we should be prepping our minds for the day. And it says, um, Philippians 4.8 says... Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. You guys, the number one way that we can prep our mind and get our mind into this mindset of meditating, like, think about whatever is true, honorable, just, pure, lovely, commendable, um, excellent. If there's anything worthy of praise, like think about those things. And, um, and having that mindset of like all of those things and putting all of those things into our brain starts with how we start our morning. If we're going to wake up in the morning and think this is going to be a terrible day. I hate school. I hate work. I hate school, homework. I, I woke up late. I'm just so angry. How is the rest of our day going to be? And we are not thinking on things that are true. We're not thinking of honorable, honorable, like lovely things. We are thinking about terrible things and we are speaking, like thinking these things over our life. But flip that, flip that if you, you know, maybe got up 10 minutes later than you wanted to, but you were like, I'm going to have a good day. And even if I can't physically sit down well, you can always read a verse. You could be like, okay, I'm just going to sit down and read a verse to remind me of something. Um, remind me of how this is going to be a good day. So you could like look up encouraging verses, or you could just like open your Bible to the part that you were reading. Like today, I didn't think I would be able to get the whole chapter done. And I know I say that I really like to read a chapter a day, but sometimes that's really hard, you guys. And let me tell you, chapter 6, chapter, well, John chapter 6 took me, I think, three days to read. Three days, you guys. And granted, whoa, this is actually a long chapter. Granted, it is a long chapter. It has 71 verses. But still, if you think about it, you think, "Wow, three days, Kyla." But aren't you trying to do a chapter a day? I gave myself grace, and I was like, "Kyla, you're reading, you're reading a big chapter right now, and it's okay to split it up into smaller chunks so you can process it more." And then just so then. You don't run out of time in the mornings. So it's okay to read a smaller chunk of a chapter or just one verse. Just trying to set our mindset for the day. Like, remind ourselves of how cool and how great God is. Like, it's just amazing. And I was just reading John chapter 9 today, actually. And I was, (laughs) I think, something funny that I thought... And probably there's so many sermons on this, but it's the whole chapter where Jesus heals the blind man who was born blind and how this blind man actually had blind faith through all of it. He was like, I don't know this. I don't know who it was, but he must be from God. Like, he must be a prophet. He must be. And he did not even know Jesus, but he stood uh, as a witness to Jesus, even though he didn't know Jesus and he had that blind faith. I don't know. I thought that was really cool. And I thought I wasn't even going to get the whole chapter done. So I think you just really need to try and remember to give yourself grace when you run out of time and when you don't have enough time to do it in the morning or you don't have enough time to get it done. Um, and the final thing that I wanted to say is that God will see our effort to be spending time with him. He will understand if you wake up one morning, you miss your alarm. You you sleep past your alarm and you're just rushing out the door. I had so many of those mornings last year where I was just rushing all around and I was, oh, it was terrible. So <laughs> I would wake up like I've woken up so many times, like 10 minutes before I le- I had to leave. And you guys, that is literally the most stressful morning that you could ever have. And if you don't get to your Bible that morning, it's okay because God understands we're not perfect. So remember to give yourself grace first and foremost because God gives us grace. And then also remember that God sees our effort um, because if you're putting effort into it, He won't get mad at you if you miss one day. Or he won't get mad at you if you didn't read a chapter. Or didn't read the full section on your read a Bible. Read the Bible in a year thing. Because, you guys, sometimes those are really, really hard. And there's a lot of reading that goes into that. And God will understand. If you don't get that whole thing done in the day, just don't beat yourself up out of it. The main thing is, is trying like taking the steps, active steps towards putting God first in your life is the thing that he cares about. He doesn't care about one, how you do it. Like, is I don't know. I don't want to say like, oh, he doesn't care if you do it badly, but he doesn't care if you listen to the Bible on your phone while you're getting ready or going to work in your car. Like, he doesn't care that that's how you get your Bible in. He cares that You are spending time with Him and you're spending time growing your knowledge about Him. Okay, my number two tip is prayer. So this is training our heart. Because like prayer, it just really gets us in our feels. And it really helps us train our hearts and endurance. So I want to go back to the Colossians 1 verse 10. And the first, second part of that book actually... Um, sorry, that second part of that verse actually talks about endurance, because um, in Colossians 1 verse 11b, it says, for all endurance and patience with joy. So, prayer really helps us with our endurance and patience and joy, and we should be talking, like, really trying to build up our endurance by doing, like, cardio, because, Strength training is amazing, but we also need to build up our endurance with cardio. So um, I just have written down, I kind of have like my Bible and my sermon notes, but um, like endurance, what he talked about was it was trusting God's strength to get us through it and gives us the ability to power through. So we need to be strengthening our endurance, and one of the ways that I really Thought of that was through prayer because prayer helps us through like the toughest times of our life, and that does not mean that we only pray while times are tough. Because, no, girly, we need to be praying all the time, but trying to pray when things like praying really helps get us through those hard times and really builds our endurance in the Lord. And if we don't have prayer, we don't have endurance. Like, the reason why I've been able to get up and read my Bible the past two weeks, I think, every, si- oh, wait, I guess I didn't read it on Saturday, you guys. Well, almost every single day. Um, it was because I prayed for it, and I prayed for that endurance and that, oh, what's the word, the ability or whatever to be able to wake up and spend time in prayer. So when should we pray? We think about the conventional ones, like when we wake up, when we go to bed, before meals, and you guys, I need to work on before meals. I need to be I need to be praying and I need to be like, Lord, please I don't know. Please bless this food to my body. But just like praying the four meals, I feel like is such a great way to remind yourself to pray. Um, because we're supposed to be praying continually, but if we remember, like oh, we should be praying before our meals and thank, thanking God for the food and for the money that we have um, to buy this food. But I think, I don't know, it's just a great reminder if you have that habit to pray before meals. It's just such a great reminder to pray before meals and remember, sorry, remember to pray because you're like, oh, I'm sitting down to eat. Let me pray. And it doesn't even have you can thank God for the food, but you can also talk to Him about other things too. Just having that little reminder. Um, and then anytime, literally, we are supposed to pray without ceasing. 1 Thessalonians 5 17. 5, 1, 7. This verse says, Pray without ceasing. Literally, just the tiniest little verse pray without ceasing. So we got, we are supposed to pray without ceasing. So that means praying all the time. But also I think my number one tip for prayer and really seeing your prayer life grow is to have a time of structure, structured reflection in prayer. So although we're supposed to pray without ceasing, so you know when we're in the car and feeling that little bit of road rage, Kyla. Um, Or when we just have like this crazy moment of gratitude, we can like be like, Lord, thank you. Or just whatever. Praying through that. But then also having a time of structured reflection and prayer is so important. So you can even use your prayer journal as just a normal journal. Like literally, I kind of Well, I say a lot of praise in that, but then I also kind of just talk about whatever is on on my mind and whatever I'm struggling with. So I'd like to do my prayer journal at night because I kind of just reflect over the whole day and I'm like, well, you know, I thank you for like the time that like the weather today or... My productivity, and then for tomorrow, I pray that I get up and I'm productive with my schoolwork and I get my schoolwork done. Um, but if you don't want to do it at night, I feel like it just helps me go to bed. Um, if I have that structured time of prayer and I really just have that time of reflection, it helps me fall asleep because it's just part of my night routine. But if you want to do it at a different time, if you want to do it, after school, or in the middle of the day, or even in the morning. That's completely fine. Um, But my few things are, like, prayer journals. You guys, I can't emphasize this enough. There's so many different things that you can do for prayer journals. Like, I just write, Dear Lord, comma, and then I kind of write a letter to Him every single night. Um, But how I used to do it is I would have, like, almost half of it um, as I would have a gratitude, a struggle, and then a scripture. Usually the scripture linked to the struggle. And then on the other side, I would have my little prayer written down. I know some people just write down like the thoughts that they have. Um, You can do it however you want. My other thing is like you could do sticky notes. So you could write down prayers on sticky notes and Stick them on your wall or something, or you could have a prayer closet or a prayer board because not I'm not sure if all of us have a closet just at the ready to turn into a prayer closet. I definitely don't. Um, my room isn't like too small, but it's small ish, and my closet is even smaller and it fits my clothes and all of the stuff that doesn't fit in my room, so I don't have room for that. But if I ever want to, I could definitely change my vision board into a prayer board, or just put up a prayer board somewhere else. Like, you can find room probably on your walls, or you could even have a whiteboard where you just write down, like, thoughts and prayers, whatever works with you. Hey, y'all, I'm back, and you're probably thinking, you're back? What do you mean, girly? Um, you weren't even gone, but actually, I had to go to work, so (laughs) now I'm back. Ready to do the last three tips, and I'm super excited for them. So, yeah, the number three tip is media. I know, like, a lot of us think about this or even don't think about this. I think a lot of us think about the music part of media, but we don't think about the other things. But this is what I'm comparing our media to. So, this is our nutrients and protein intake. So, what goes in your body will either help your muscle growth or hinder it. I struggled with what that analogy was going to be, but actually, I was so proud of myself for thinking about that. I was like, wow, that's how we can we can show it. Because what we are listening to and the media that we intake will directly influence how our muscles grow. So if you know anything about muscles, you know that protein. So eating, that's why so many people have a protein powder. It's to help a good fast recovery and help grow their muscles a lot more. And that's why a lot of people eat protein when they're working out and they need to eat protein. It's because they need that for their muscle growth and it helps heal the muscles and grow the muscles a lot quicker. But if somebody decides, uh, oh, I'm just going to have a carbs-rich diet and eat only Cheetos and Doritos and ramen all day and expect to see muscle growth and expect to see weight loss, whatever, you're not going to see any of that. Like, something that I have to really think about is what am I fueling my body with and I'm trying to eat more healthy foods, more foods from God's green earth because he gave us these foods for us to enjoy. Um, but I'm realizing that if I eat that junk food, that's not going to help me along in my health journey. I need to be prioritizing getting in healthy proteins, getting in all my fruits and veggies and everything that I need to be a fully nutrition, like good to go person. But this goes into our media intake too. So this is music, which is the big one, TV shows, and books. And then there's so many other subsets too. Oh, like social media as well. So I want to say, remember to eat your protein. We want to see as much muscle growth as we can possibly get. And what's going to really help our muscle growth is eating our protein, you guys. So this is listening to worship or Christian music, um, reading biblical books, like there's a lot of good devotionals or just self-help books that are Christian, and then there's also really good fictional books that are Christian. One of my favorite authors for historical fiction Christian romance novels, you guys, (laughs) is Melanie Dickerson, and she has so many cool books and her main big series is a bunch of fairy tale retellings. So she has like those main strings of fairy tale within them, but it's not like Beauty and the Beast, but it was like The Merchant's Daughter and this really this daughter who really works hard for the family has to go because their family had like disaster struck and the dad died or something. So the daughter had to go work and pay off their dues to the new lord in town. The new lord in town, he like was injured and scarred and stuff and everybody thought of him as a big beast or whatever and I really like that one. I also like The Healer's Apprentice. That's the first one that you have to read and that one goes into so many other books and it like goes along with the main character's children and stuff too. So that's a really great series to read or just a really great author. I am really wanting to um read more of her books and get into reading more. You guys, I need to get into reading more. But we also should be eating our protein by watching good TV shows. So I heard Jesus Revolution is really good. Um, I think also The Chosen. The Chosen is a big one. I couldn't remember what it was called. It's like the show about Jesus' life. Yeah, The Chosen. And then there's other TV too that isn't bad. I feel like if it's not rated DVMA and it's not full of sexual and explicit content, then you just need to figure it out like on your own terms, and use your own discernment, and ask God for discernment. Like, practically, I think Gilmore Girls is a great show, and everybody's like, it's the fall show, it's so cute, and it gets you in the mood for studying, and I've watched, I don't know, five episodes of the first season. I really want to get into that, too, but I don't think it's a bad show whatsoever, and I know a lot of people watch that show. There's also this one show called Heartland, and it's about horses, and There's no like really bad content in it and that's a good thing and that's something that I can easily bring into my life and not have to worry about is this going to feed my mind with the wrong ideas because yes there's definitely some secular ideas in there but it's not bad in the sense of oh I'm watching this and it has a bunch of sexual content and explicit language and really bad dynamic themes. No, I'm watching this and it doesn't have those things, but we also just have to make sure that we're spending our time wisely. And then our other thing is social media. So following those Christian creators, like you guys there's so many Christian creators out there. if you have social media, um, if you have Instagram, make sure you're following me at that Christian girl dot podcast. I'm trying to post a little bit more, um, but there's also so many other things of influencers and accounts that you can follow, like Ashley Hetherington, Sadie Robertson, um, Just Christine Simmons or something. You'll figure out. You'll be able to find her. Um, and there's just so many good, actually, influencer accounts that are Christian and will help grow your faith. And there's Christian businesses. Oh, there's A Girl With Jesus. I really like that one. Um, if you guys have been following along, you guys know that I absolutely love Ashley Hetherington and A Girl With Jesus, as those are my two favorite influencers right now. But we gotta figure out like who are we following sadie robertson actually has a book on that but who is on our instagram feed what's coming up on our instagram feed you can curate your instagram feed to get rid of bad things if you scroll past the bad things and spend more time and like all the christian things they're going to show you more christian things Because that's just the name of the game. That's just Instagram for you. Or TikTok or Snapchat. Because I think Snapchat has videos on it too. YouTube. It all kind of depends on what you consume. And they will show you you more stuff of what you're liking and spending more time on. So if you spend a lot of time on something gross. Or videos that really aren't going to help you in your faith walk. You are going to see more of those videos. So we should be avoiding eating junk food. So explicit music is a big one. Um, Sexual or explicit movies, shows, and then reading. A lot of people don't think about this, but there's a lot of bad reading out there. Um, I think witchcraft, I think there's books about that. So steering clear of that, steering clear of books with it's... the term smut it's just like sexual content in books trying to steer clear of those books where you're literally just reading gross stuff um I don't know how else to put it without like actually being like you are reading sex like we should not be inputting that into our brain you guys we should be inputting into our brain good things that are not going to lead us into temptation like SmutMite might or explicit or sexual movies or shows um because those things can all really help lead us into temptation so we need to not be consuming those because we want to take out as little temptation in our life as we can so that also goes into our grocery shopping so when we go grocery shopping We should be shopping for good, whole, healthy foods like protein and our fruits and veggies and whatever else. (laughs) I can't really think. Like our whole grains, like all of that fun, healthy, good for you food and steer clear of the junk food aisle. It's okay. It's okay. I'm not like actually trying to shame you for your shopping tendencies, but this is like your, your spiritual strength body. You shouldn't be going to the store and buying Oreos and Doritos and Cheetos and ramen and that's going to be all the things in your cart because when you get home and when you really indulge in those things then you're gonna feel gross and yucky and you're not going to see any or much spiritual growth and it's going to be a lot harder to see a difference. That just goes into like just generally, if you are working out, it's going to be harder to see a difference and see your body really change if you're eating all of this gross, disgusting stuff. You guys, we need to be fueling our mind with things that are good um, and fueling our so-called spiritual strength acronym bodies with good things and good foods. Okay, our number four thing is community. And these I'm calling your arms, because I just think of community as like the one big hug, I don't know, with the arms. I'm still trying to keep this analogy alive, so just bear with me. But, you no, know, you know, if you're doing a lot of hugging, probably won't strengthen your arms, but you could try. <laughs> but, I feel like communal symbols are all talking about your arms, so that's why... Community is going to be our arms in our biblical analogy, body. And also, we lift people up. And we lift people up with our arms. But that's what community's for. It's for lifting people up and being lifted up. My thing is to go to a youth group, Bible study, or church. You guys, if there's no Bible study, think about creating one. Not gonna lie. Just think about it, or get some friends together to be like, hey, do you want to create a Bible study, and we can invite other people too, but do you want to be like the main core leadership group of the Bible study, and then we can help other people, or you could talk to a leader at your youth group. It's crazy. It's crazy how much we can do and how much like a Bible study It looks hard and it seems scary at first. When you think of it, you're just joining together with other believers and you can really make a difference in other people's lives. And I feel like it's a lot less scary than going around on the street to a bunch of unbelievers and being like, I'm going to share the Bible with you now. You know, it's a lot less scary to go and create a Bible study with girls in your community that you know are Christians because it's a great way to help encourage your faith, and then also encourage others' faith, and not as big of a step or scary as maybe going out and doing something big and being like a big witness to Jesus to a bunch of different unbelievers. Um, If you guys need help on like figuring out how to make an impact, go to my Making an Impact, the Ripple Effect podcast episode. It's like the fifth or sixth episode that I've done, so not too many episodes back, Um, but there I talk about, like, making a Bible study and how much of a blessing that can be to others and how it's less, so much less scary than, like, going out there and putting yourself out there and being, like, I don't know, just, it's a lot less scary than trying to talk to unbelievers and well, share the gospel with unbelievers if you just share and work on your spiritual life with other unbelievers. Sorry, other believers. Um, but I just wanted to read James 5.16, if I can flip to that, It's like stuck on one page. Okay, so James 5.16 says... Therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another, that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working. So, this verse just shows us how much we need community, and how much we need to just be in our Christian communities. Like, confessing our sins to one another, and praying for one another, And just, like, confessing our struggles with other people and having them pray over us has so much power. Like, even making a prayer group or inviting your friend to coffee one morning, saying, hey, every Tuesday morning, do you want to get together and have some coffee and then just pray together? Or do you want to meet me every Tuesday morning in my car? I can give you a ride on Tuesday. I don't know why I'm picking Tuesdays, but I can give you a ride this day and you can just sit in my car and pray together before school starts. That is such a great way to help build up our community. The prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working. This is just such an encouragement to us and why we need this community, because we need these other believers to help us on our faith walk and I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to say, you guys. It's really late. But I think it's really important to be in community because we are communal beings and we need that aspect in your life. No matter how much you think, oh, I can make it on your own. I can make it on my own. Trust me, you can't. Like, you can be alone for by yourself for a little while, but in the long run... You're just going to be unhappy and sad and really, really lonely because we are communal beings. Yes, if you are in in a season of being alone um, or having a little bit of loneliness or struggle with your friends, like that definitely led me a lot closer to Christ, being able to focus on Him this year, this summer, but also... He gave me such a good community to tap into every single week. So I wasn't truly really alone. I had youth group leaders that I would talk to. I made my new best friend. You guys, I, it's insane. I think I'm going to have to do a friendship video. Not video, podcast episode. Maybe Friday this week or next Monday next week. Because it's crazy to see how... You know, God has just, like, given me this amazing friend that is better than, like, probably all the rest of my friends combined. And he was just like, you were so patient in waiting. Well, I wasn't as patient as I could have been, but you were were patient in your waiting. I am rewarding you for that because, yeah, I think it's just so important to... Remember that we need that aspect in your life. And you guys, if I had not had youth group or summer camp or the Bible study that this one leader started in August, I would have been a lot less happy. And I think I wouldn't have seen my faith grow as much. And I think I would have felt pretty lonely over the summer. And yeah, there were times that I felt lonely. Don't get me wrong. Definitely a lot of loneliness, but I think that also enabled me to grow my faith in Christ. So I'm not saying it's bad if you're alone. It's bad if you lost your friends. Like, I I lost 90%, well, 60%, because again, I had like three main friends. But I lost two of my big main friends before school ended, and it just really enabled me to grow in my faith. But also, I know that I wouldn't have grown quite as much if I hadn't had tapped into that Christian community and been with those other Christians. So going to church um, or going to youth group is just so important. Trying to find a Bible study or talk to a leader about creating one will help you and will help other girls probably more than you can imagine. So yeah, just remember that community is your arms. We lift each other up lift each other up in prayer and encouragement. That's why we need our communities. Okay, and then our fifth and final part of our spiritual strength episode is submission to God's will and faith in Jesus. So the first thing, oh wait, the first thing is actually is that this is our legs. So firm foundation. You guys, when I was making this podcast episode, I even wrote it down. I was like, I just think of the song, Firm Foundation. That's like, Jesus, firm foundation. Like, any will be shaken. Wow, that was really bad. But um, yeah, I just was thinking about that. And I was like, well, Jesus is our firm, firm foundation. We need faith in Jesus for the foundation. And what's the foundation? Our legs. So the first thing. First step of our foundation is to place our faith in Jesus. So John three sixteen, the key verse, which is for God so loved the world that he bega- gave his only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. You guys, I can't believe I remember that. It's been a while since I said that verse. But true memory right here. I'm so bad at memorizing verses <laughs> and this Episode is kind of chaotic, so I hope you're enjoying it. But um, the first step of our foundation and our faith is to place our faith in Jesus. So we need to do that first and foremost before we can do any of these other strength, spiritual strength-building steps. Because if we're just trying to live out the Christian life without placing our whole faith in Jesus, what is it all for? So. I encourage everyone to place their faith in Jesus, and it's just like, dear Lord, I understand that I'm, I don't even remember what I prayed, but I was like, dear Lord, I just placed my faith in Jesus, and I pray that you help renew my heart in you, and I don't quite know what I prayed, but it was just like, Jesus, I placed my faith in you, and I pray that you renew my heart and help me on this walk um, I prayed that prayer quite a while ago, um, but it's kind of whatever you feel led to pray, but usually people always talk about praying the prayer of faith, which is just saying, Jesus, I put my faith in you, like, I trust you, I want to trust you, but once we put our faith and trust in Jesus, what, why, why do we have to train our legs, like, we need legs and we need to, them to be strong but what is our what are what what part of this walk is our foundation and you could really argue that our bible reading is our foundation um, too because i did say that reading your bible is strengthening your brain and like knowledge because having that knowledge is really good but what i kind of thought of legs as being in our foundation mean is our continuous submission to God's will. So I just wanted to read a few little passages, two passages about this, just to help show us what that looks like. Because I feel like sometimes it's hard to really realize, like, oh, this is what submission to his will looks like. Just trying to flip to it. But... Um, John five, thirty says I can do nothing on my own as I hear I judge and my judgment is just because I seek not my own will but the will of him who sent me so that was Jesus talking um, but I like the part that says I seek not my own will but of him the will of him who sent me like how we should not be seeking our own will but we should be seeking God's will. And I feel like that's our true foundation because everything else lies under this. We did, I listened to a few, like a podcast about God's will. And then I was listening, and with this whole outline that we were doing about God's will, um, we were talking about how a proper understanding of God's will um leads to a fruitful pursuit of spiritual growth. So understanding God's will for our life, which is to love and follow him, will help us pursue him and help us strengthen our godly muscles. So I feel like that's why we need, that's why it's our foundation, because we submit to his will and we're like, God, I I want to trust you and I want to follow you and I submit myself to your will. So that may that would be like growing closer to you. Like all of these things fit under his will. So growing closer to him by praying and reading the Bible and spending time in the Christian community. Like his number one will for us is to grow closer to Him and that we would be in heaven with Him when we pass away. Like His yeah, that's His number one will and His number one wanting for our life is that we put our plate place our faith in Him. So submission to all the things that go under placing our faith in Him includes all of this spiritual strength training. And then my next and last um, passage is Ephesians 6.6. 6. This one says, Not by the way of eye service, as people pleasers, but as bondservants of Christ, doing the will of God from heart, from the heart. So I, what I kind of took out of that um, was that we should be doing the will of God from our heart. And I feel like true submission comes from our heart. So when, for women, when we grow up and we submit to a man, because I was talking about this in my single season episode, but we should be doing that from our heart and That's like the reason why we have to find a man that is worthy of our submission. You guys, God is worthy, like infinitely worthy of our submission. So we should easily submit to Him and do the will of God from our heart and like do it with that passion, with that love, and with that wanting to do His will because. We need, to, we need to have that heart behind it, and I feel like that's our foundation of our whole faith, is to place our faith in Jesus, and then also continuously submit to God's will for our lives, which is to follow Him above everything else. So, yeah, I think that was just super good for me to really dive into and think about the th- ways that I needed to train my strength. Like spending being praying continuously is the main thing It's praying throughout my day Um, and just remember to be in constant prayer and then also to avoid eating junk food I have gotten so much better at it and but there's still some times that I'm like oh Kyla you probably should not have listened to that today or you probably shouldn't have consume that or like I'll like a video and then I'll think is that godly and then I'll unlike it you know just trying to figure out what ways that you personally personally could try and train and strengthen your godly muscles so let's just go through the whole body again so first thing is our minds so adding knowledge which is reading our Bible, so, like any good gym rat does, they will have that knowledge to know what muscles and what exercises to work on a very certain day and how that's going to give them the most muscular growth or weight loss or whatever. The next thing is our heart and our endurance, which is prayer. And I feel like a lot of gym rats needs, well, everybody needs to have good endurance especially gym rats so we need to be training that endurance and we need to really be relying on prayer to give us that endurance and prayer is the only reason we can have that endurance and asking god for that endurance through him the number third muscle is well actually it's not a muscle it's our nutrients so the media so eating your protein so ingesting the good things, that's going to help our muscles grow. So ingesting in things that is godly will help our mus- muscles grow. But we should avoid eating that junk food. We should avoid eating that 50-cent, 89-cent ramen or those Oreos or Doritos. should avoid eating that all the time. So that's our supposant music sexual or explicit movies and bad books. Our number four thing is our arms. So our community. So like the community symbol where we're hugging people or lifting each other up. We are supposed to be in community for because we are supposed to be helping lift each other up and community will help lift ourselves up and really help us with our faith walk. And then our number fifth and final thing is our submission to God's will and faith in Jesus, which is really the firm foundation that we need. So we really need to be working on those legs because they are the base bone of our muscles. Like you lift from your legs um, and you walk on your legs. You need to have that strong, firm foundation of our legs. So we need to be continuously submitting to God's will, which is... His big will for us is to live for him and live out life for him. And then also, before we do any of this strength training, we need to remember that faith in Jesus is the main thing to do. So like a baby, I just remember I just thought of this. Like a baby needs to actually when you're a baby, you can't walk. You just crawl around on your hands and knees. You need to build up that strength in your legs to be able to stand. Before you can do all of this other stuff, like a baby can't lift weights and work out. Baby has to learn how to stand um, first. You can't you can't lift weights as a baby when when you're crawling around on the floor. You need to stand up. So making sure that we build those base muscles first, like the the faith in Jesus first, before we can do any of this other stuff. So I hope you guys really enjoyed this episode. Um, I had a lot of fun with it, like surprisingly so much fun with it, one of my favorite episodes so far, so I really hope you guys enjoyed it, and I really can't wait to see you guys in the next episode, and thank you so much for tuning in today, have a wonderful rest of your evening, your morning, your day, or your night, whenever you're listening to this, and I'm excited to see you guys in the next one. Okay, moi. Bye. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Thank you for listening to the end. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram at thatchristiangirl.podcast. I'll see you in the next one.